When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin, the only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. Hey, what is going on, NBA draft fans? Your boys are back. Wolves of Ball Street. Favorite draft analyst, favorite draft analyst. It's your dudes from the Draft Act NBA Draft Show. My name is Corey Tulliba. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Albert. Garbage time, Gim. Albert. What's cracking, my dude? <sighs> I I don't know, Corey. I, I feel like feels everything feels weird now that the draft is over. Don't know what I'm supposed to care about. Don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I started a 24 board. Yeah, none of it makes sense. <laughs> um, I'm moving guys up and down and sideways. And wait, that sounds, sounds weird. Uh, but um, I I hate it all. I don't know, but um, it's good to be back. I feel like we haven't done just like our pod in a long time, you know? So I know. Um, this feels good. I'm excited, dude. We we did a couple of shows together as guests, but it's been a minute since we actually, because you were in New York yeah. um, by way of California, and uh, the whole schedules got all jumbled up, and then we were doing all sorts of things for no ceilings right. leading up to the draft, so... It's been a minute since we just chopped it up on our show, but we're here and we're going to have some fun today because like you said, the 2023 draft is over. We know where everybody landed and we're not going to do just, you know, your regular run of the mill uh, recap pod because that's not how we roll. We're going to have a little fun with it. And to start it out, we always talk about how important fit is with the NBA draft, right? That's what we always say. You know, guys got to land in the right spot. Fit is so important. But what we don't talk about enough are draft fits. Mm -hmm. And I know you're a big fashion guy. I love myself some fashion. We were in the No Ceilings group chat today uh, wondering why a prospect wore a certain shoe choice with his suit choice uh, in (laughs) his press conference photos. Um, But that's not what we're going to break down. We're going to actually break down um, some of the, the fits today before we get into the main port, uh, part of the show where we're going to do a draft based on the most fun young league pass team. So, all right, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the actual fits that the prospects wore on draft night. What did you think of San Antonio spur officially San Antonio spur Victor Wembenyama's fit went with a, a green suit what were your thoughts? Um, first off, just love the fact that Vic, it, it felt like Victor really dressed for the occasion. Um, a guy who knew that he was the star of the evening. He knew he was going to be the number one pick. He knew that all eyes were on him. And he was like, you know what? I want to come out and I want to make a statement, but I want to do it in a classy way because I'm French. And mm. I'm not going to do it in a weird, gaudy way like Grady Dick. Um, I'm going to come out and I want eyes to be on me. I want I want to be daring. I don't want to be too conventional um, like Balakula Bali. Uh, but I want to, you know, take a risk here a little bit. And I thought he did a great job um, just to start. Uh, love the color of that green. Um, green is an awesome color right now. Super in right now. Um, love the rings that he went with. He's got a pinky ring and then an index ring looks fantastic. Uh, we talked about it during the live stream, but the necklace that he's wearing looked like the Orion's belt from men in black <laughs> that was on the cat's, um, collar thing. Yeah. I thought that was really cool and bold and daring. And I, that's my thing. Like with him, it's like, he knows what people call him. They call him the alien. They call him all different types of things. And he knows that 
all eyes are on him. And I think he really owned it. Uh, I think he made some bold choices, but I think all of it worked. Even his suit is not a conventional suit with that jacket. Um, like that, it was literally all green with the jacket, with the pants and the coat and the shirt and everything. So um, I actually thought he knocked it out the park. And I was uh, really impressed with uh, the, the, the choices that he made. Yeah, you know, uh, normally I think it could be hard when you're going color to do a full monotone. Yeah. Uh, but I think Vic really did a good job. I think the forest green, hunter green, the money green uh, is a good choice. And he was able to pull it off. I think maybe the pants maybe tailored to be fitted just a slightly more. They were a little baggy, but, you know, he's seven foot five. So that's probably <laughs> hard to uh, figure out. That's a lot of fabric. Um, all right. Going down. What did you think of Scoot? Um, okay, so Scoot also made some choices. Um, I thought his uh jacket was a little bit a little bit too audacious for me. Um, I, I understand it, you know, he had the grill going. Um, I also thought he was a little bit too interested in showing off the grill. Like I get it, like yeah, to have a grill like that. Um all the diamonds and colors going on inside of it. You want to show it off, but it like, it's also like one of those things where if you have something dope, I understand you want to show it off, but like, it's really, really cool when you're not doing it too much. Like when you're subtle with it, then it's like really, really sick. Um, and I thought like he, he was a little bit like scoot doesn't smile that much. Um, but he was smiling a lot. Not to his credit. He just got drafted, you know, his childhood dream. time. Yeah, it's a great time. So I'm sure he's smiling because of that. But uh, like part of me was like, are you smiling that much just to show off the grills? Um, was kind of how I felt. So I, I, another daring choice. Did I love it? Probably not. But I respect that he shot his shot. And like we talked about on the, on the live, uh, our, our, our live show, um, I love that he was smiling all night except for when Brandon Miller got taken over him and he gave him the dirtiest look. And I <laughs> wrote that down in permanent marker somewhere and I can't see, can't wait to see what that turns into. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of gaudy in like same with anything. Uh, I, I don't want to walk into a house that's like super bedazzled and gaudy. I don't like a suit. It It almost worked for me. Like, I feel like if it was less colorful, um, you know, if it was really maybe it was just the pattern and it was uh, but there's like it almost looks like Christmas tree lights. Yeah. And that I, I just thought he took it a little too far. Our man, Grady Dick, definitely stole the show. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely stole the show. <laughs> he he did, Corey. He. You're right. I mean, like as much as I hated it, I guess he ultimately got what he wanted, right? I'm, I'm like, you don't wear a suit like that thinking to yourself, like, I want to fly under the radar tonight. You wear a suit <laughs> like that with real intention. Um, I think he wanted to put himself out there. I think he wanted people to be like, oh, this guy's like different or I don't know what he was thinking. I Do I like it? Absolutely not. But he accomplished something so good for him again i feel like he's almost there <laughs> like i i actually don't hate the theme of i'm kansas sure and i'm gonna go with dorothy's slippers i sure. think that could have been dope if but the turtleneck again it's the monotone upper if he would have went like black uh, you know, turtleneck underneath, like straight black turtleneck underneath to really let the jacket shine. And then I feel like the jacket needs just slight length to it, like a, just a little bit more length to it because the, the shoulders are so boxy. Mm. Um, but I, the guy goes for it. I got to respect his confidence and I like the theme. I just don't, the, I don't think the execution was fully there. No, Corey, I, I'm right there with you. I, I think like we talked about before, you don't want to be too gaudy. Um, like if he had a chain with like a red slipper on it, like mm. a really small a ruby homage. Yeah. To that, that'd be cool. Right. Like a little like homage, you know, nothing too crazy, but like he was like, maybe you know what? shoes, like, maybe even the shoes exactly. that, that sets it off to really grab your attention. He just gave his whole torso to the <laughs> themes. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, I like the idea. He really went for it. 
don't think the execution's there, but everybody was talking about it. So if yeah. that's what he was going for, then he fucking crushed it. Yeah. Um, all right. Our guy, Taylor Hendricks, went a, a, a little more subtle, yeah. tasteful, you know, silk went, shirt. Silk shirt. Uh, went with the, you know, the inside pattern jacket from, you know, representing his his family and and all of the memories you gotta you gotta respect that it's subtle you can't see it unless you open it up i will say again i think this was a tough color to go monotone with uh i think the suit is super sharp love the suit shirt i think you need a little bit of accent to make it pop Mm. Mm. i agree um I feel very divided and uh, ambivalent about like the inner linings of the jacket. Like I get it, but then yeah. also like I remember Kevin Knox and I'm just like, dear God, Fortnite. Um, yeah, what a nightmare. That should have been like an, the absolute red flag. Like, yeah, we should have known he was gonna be terrible. Um, but I'm with you, Corey. Like I like a lot of monotone that evening. Um, I, I <sighs> that hue of pink is like not my favorite. That, that's a personal thing. Right, I, I, I'm like not salmon. hating against it. Yeah, it's it's like it's a little Pepto Bismol-y, a mm-hmm. little bit salmony, a little bit like childhood cough medicine. L- yes. Oh hell yeah, that shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good one. Um, yeah, I, I didn't love this hue of pink, but once again, um, look, it's their evening this is bigger than the prom this is bigger than everything they're on tv national tv people are seeing this so i i get it i get it shoot your yeah. shot shoot your shot go crazy uh i liked omax yeah the like this is like pretty tasteful unique color helps you stand out a little bit um it, it's almost like a dark enough you that in the right lighting it kind of pops with the color, but otherwise it can, you, you might think it's just like a black yes. suit subtle, but just a little bit of flair. I thought it was pretty tasteful. Corey, I'm with you. I actually really like dark purple. Um, I think it could be really tasteful. Um, what's I, I forget their actual name for dark purple is like mauve or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. Um, I, I actually like it a lot. It looks clean too. I like that. I personally kind of like that. His chain is like really subtle too. Um, I, I feel like we're kind of in that day and age now where you want to be, you want to be wearing really sick pieces, but not with like huge logos. And like, I really like that his chain is like really subtle with like a very, I think the fit of the suit looks great on him. Um, it's really good. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Really well done. Jalen Hood Shafino. Uh-huh. I really mess with it. Mm-hmm. It's it's going for it. Um, now, the one thing I'll critique is I am not a fan of the no sock look, uh, the ankle, the ankle show. I I think it takes away from this whole outfit. But I like the material. I like it feels like I want to stand out, but I'm not going to be super obnoxious about it because it's a, a, you know, a pretty regular cut suit, well tailored. Um, and I like the black underneath it again. So it doesn't, you don't just look like a, a green screen here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I like this one. No, Corey, I think the point that you made about the socks is really important because, um, I understand the fit that he was going for here with the shorter pants and the no socks. However, that's not very current. Um, that was Cam Newton eight years ago and Dwayne Wade eight years ago. But now it's you kind of want the length of the pants to be hitting a good length and you want to be wearing socks with shoes. Um, kind of going back to that. Also, like, you know, types of shoes have changed too. for a while. Square toes were out. Now square toes are coming back a little bit. So I- I'm with you on that. Like the pants and the and the feet, the shoes, not so great. But, but once again, like I think the material of the jacket and the pants, I like that he went for something here. Um, I, 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 if I'm upset about anything, I'm upset about the watch just because it, it looks like it's a really nice watch that, you know, he added the aftermarket diamonds to, mm-hmm. which kind of takes away from the original beauty of the watch. Um, I think Jairus Walker did the same, which I didn't like, because I think Jairus Walker did it to a presidential Rolex, which is, uh, shocking. Um, but I'm with you. I like that he went with the nice <laughs> textures here. Uh, I like the black 
as well. I like bow ties. I've always liked bow, bow ties. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's just he really dropped the ball with the pants and the, and the, and the socks, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's 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 skip to Keontae. He's the last guy I really wanted to hit because this Keontae was another guy who, who went for it here. Um, what'd you think of Keontae's fit? I'm... I'm struggling with it a little bit because um, I want to hate it. But for whatever reason, I don't hate it. <laughs> it's strange. Um, first off, I like the necklace. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it looks kind of pearly. But like pearls are really in right now. Um, so that's really cool. It's just a part of me sees a couch. Yeah. Uh, a part of me sees like a massage parlor robe. A part of me sees um, like some sort of Asian um umbrella or something i i don't know um a part of me wants to hate it a part of me wants to like it i'm just being left a little confused yeah so i think the part that part is um it's like you know we grew up watching clyde wear outlandish patterns you know with the knicks and still to this day is is wearing outlandish patterns and like sometimes you're like that shouldn't work but it it kind of does now I, I think one, the fit of the suit kind of makes him look like a little kid. Yes. Good point. Um, he also I, lost weight though, Corey. I think that's, part he of did. He, he yeah. did. He's, he's looking lean, um, which is going to be good for him on the basketball mm-hmm. court, but maybe not for this specific <laughs> <laughs> segment that we're doing. Yeah. The other thing is, is that there's no like clear break between mm. the jacket and the pants. Yeah. What's, what are the, those like, outfits that girls wear that are just their shorts and their shirts at the same um, time rompers yeah he just yeah. looks like he's wearing a giant romper <laughs> <laughs> full extension uh which you know i i mean i can't but i like the colors mm-hmm. i think the colors work and it's like again it's i feel like it's almost there it's i feel like it's like a, it's something clyde would wear clyde just you know his tailor probably knows a little bit better what works and what doesn't this seems like this is the first outlandish thing he's really going for and sometimes you know when you take a swing you might get a piece of it right but it might end up being on a you know a pop pop fly to the infield and i feel like that's where we're at because i feel like this could have been you know a deep hit maybe uh, you know maybe out of the park but there's just a few things that I just, I just couldn't get kept yeah. behind, but I wanted to because part of there, I'm like almost there. A lot of these guys were almost there, and they just couldn't land the plane. Yep, yep, I'm with you. It's just strange. Yeah. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into our most fun young NBA league pass teams for this upcoming season post 2023 NBA draft. Okay, um, we've made it back from break, and now it's time for the fun stuff because we are going to draft our most fun young NBA League Pass teams. Um, we're going to try to get five teams each, and uh, we'll go every other. So, Albert, I'm going to let you start it off. Who is your first League Pass team that you're excited to watch? For me, it's um, it wasn't really difficult uh, picking this team just because of the already early success they've had. Uh, they have a bona fide All NBA superstar now. Uh, they've got really intriguing young pieces. Uh, they've got a, a player who was drafted in the top three last season that did not get to play, um, but is uh, going to be coming back this season. They've got a guy that friend of the program was a top 12 pick last year was all NBA uh, rookie team in Jalen Williams. Um, my, my pick goes to the OKC thunder. Um, mm. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch that team um, along the, along with who they've added right in uh, Keontae Johnson. I should have started with case and Wallace, but case and Wallace as well. <laughs> um, I, I just think that team with the early taste of, you know, competitive spirit and success that they've had, 
um, last season with what they've added now. And hey, free agency is opening up now and we'll see what Presti has in mind, what he wants to add to the team, what he's looking to do. Um, maybe there's a trade they may be looking at. Who knows um, what you know? OKC is planning? But we know that they're going to hold on to Shea. We know they're probably going to hold on to Jalen Williams and Chet and Case and Wallace. So that that foursome right there is enough to push them to the top for me. I, I'm I'm really, really excited to see Chet in his rookie season, um, how, what that's going to look like. I think it's freaking incredible that he's going to be coming in to play his first NBA minutes uh, in a year where Victor Wembanyama is coming in as the number one pick. And I'd like to see a two-horse race with those two kind of fighting for rookie of the year. I think that'll be crazy fun. And ESPN and SportsCenter is going to be eating that up just, you know, putting those two giants against each other um, is what I'm really excited for. So I, I think I'll be watching a ton of Thunder games this season. They were high on my list for sure. Uh, I, I mean, they just have so much fun fun young talent that it's it's hard for the league to catch up. I mean, again, you talked about Chet. I, I think that's a, a big thing for them. You know, like Chet is a guy who is potentially their number two option going forward next to SGA and SGA 30 plus points per game on insane efficiency. And now he's going to get have a chance to really cement himself as like a no brainer year in year out, like top 10 player in, in the NBA. Cause I think that this team is really going to compete this year in a real way. Uh, I'll be interested to see, you know, if they make any kind of subtle moves in free agency. I'm I'm interested to see if Usman Jang can actually contribute anything this year. Um, he offers a lot of intriguing tools that these guys value. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about how Kaysen is kind of boring all year. And because he's just good at everything, you compared him to a, a, a nice pair of scissors and broke that down in writing about him. And, he's just going to be, you know, the perfect kind of glue guy for this team that I I think we're going to be like, man, why did we not have this guy top 10 all year? Like, why'd we struggle just because he was good and boring? Um, I mean, Trey Mann still is a little bit interesting, right? You know, uh, I I think there, there are guys, I mean, Poku is a a wild card. So when we're talking about fun things to watch for anything could happen with him this is it feels like a make or break year for him as far as like can this guy actually be like an nba player he'll probably get a chance elsewhere even if it doesn't work out but um there's just a lot of fun things i i really like that pick and uh i think they are going to be a ton of fun to watch my um first pick second overall i'm gonna go with the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Because uh, one, Jarris is, you know, he's just been our guy throughout this entire process, right? Like, um, he's six, eight, seven, two connector that is like tailor made to play basketball with a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, so for me, I love, any team that's going to have Tyrese Halliburton because Tyrese Halliburton is one of the most fun young point guards in the entire league Um, from a playmaking perspective, from a shooting perspective uh, makes all the right decisions. You add Jarris to that squad of defense connectivity. um, And we get to see Jarris in an NBA context. You have Nemhard, who's another really, you know, interesting 0.5 quick decision maker with good positional size. you add Ben Shepard to this team. I'll be interested to see if he can contribute anything. I mean, we've seen in this offense that Ben Matherin downhill scoring threat really works. I think Shepard, you know, maybe not as forceful downhill stuff, but the shooting stuff we've seen it work with Duarte. He took a little step back last year. Right. But you know, he's a guy that certainly as a rookie, even as an old rookie um, showed some stuff. So I think that's really intriguing. And then miles Turner is still there. Maybe we get a little bit of Isaiah Wong action. I, I really like uh, Indiana as just a fun, up-tempo, with a nice balance of offense and defense. I think this is a team that you know can really, really uh, be a good watch on a boring Tuesday night. I, I love that one. Um, I think this Indiana team is 
just right there at the brink of a trade. Um, I think them bringing in Ben Shepard is a really interesting choice considering they have Duarte and Matherin and Nemard and whatever, I, I, it, and Buddy Heald. Um, it, it just feels like something's going to happen there. Um, I, I think it's... I think it's a little unfortunate what happened with Duarte. Obviously, you know, he came back from an injury last season, came back to a completely different team um, from the team that he played in his rookie season. So um, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I, Neesmith, too, um, a guy that, that you know, played mm. better uh, for Indiana last season. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, they've got some intriguing pieces, and now I think they have enough Buddy depth. Hill. Exactly. They have enough depth there where they may swing one, one or two of those guys into – maybe another option, right? Uh, maybe another front court option. I'm not sure. Maybe a four somewhere, maybe an OB top in type of trade could be, you know, in the, you know, on the horizon. I, I don't know for sure, but it just feels like they're going to be lining up to make some sort of trade. Um, but I love the pick, man. I mean, obviously Halliburton's just an absolute joy to watch when he's healthy, uh, which is important. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. he's going to be healthy next season um, a little bit more. And then um, obviously Jairus, I, I, I'll say this, Corey, you know, you know, and a lot of our guys I know seems like we love Bill Simmons. Been a big, huge fan. My wife knows. I saw Bill Simmons recently in person and almost had a panic, panic attack. <laughs> Didn't know what to do. Completely froze. Was at a beautiful pizza restaurant with some friends. Could not eat for 20 minutes because I couldn't compose myself. Um, <laughs> but hearing him talk about Jairus really broke my heart. Um, and um, I, I think Jairus is an interesting guy. Um, obviously, someone that we love so much i think he's gonna set the world on fire in the nba and maybe not from day one but i think he's gonna show a side of himself that people just did not get to see in houston and the 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 beautiful blend of his game with the pieces that they have in indiana i think is gonna be electric to watch so i, I think this is a great pick from you man yeah for sure um i also likewise was a little bit sad and i was just like bill i think you're missing this one man yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. And the, these things happen. These things happen. All right, uh, you're on the board for the third pick. What direction are you going? Okay, so for me, um, I'm thankful here. This is a, this was the second team on my board. I'm glad I'm able to grab them here. It's the Utah Jazz. Mm. Um, I, I really can't wait to see what happens with this team. As a lot of people have talked about, they have a ton of cap space um, this offseason. What Danny Ainge, uh, you know, what he chooses to do with that cap space is going to be really interesting. Um, maybe he brings in a guy like Grant Williams. Um, I don't know. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I don't love that either. But, you know, maybe it's, you know, they have that relationship in Boston. Not sure. But if we're talking simply about the young pieces that they have there, um, how can we not talk about Walker Kessler the season that he had, his rookie yeah. season that, you know, all the talk was him being in that Gobert trade and how he played and, you know, how he was, you know, great next to Larry Markinen marketing a huge important name to talk about uh, a guy who absolutely popped off last season uh they still have ochai Baji, which was yeah. a guy that we loved in in the uh 22 draft class and is still young enough to do great things uh, he's still only what 23 years old and i'm really excited to see uh how he grows and how he develops and then obviously the class that they just had was in our opinion electric with three guys that we absolutely loved with three guys that we both had in our top 10 which you know if you were just basing it off of our two boards they hit it absolutely out of the park in taylor Hendricks and keontae george and bryce sensible like that's an absolute electric trio to go along with what they already have so the idea of a future front line of you know kessler Hendricks, and marketing the size length shooting defensive ability that you get with that trio um and then to add the young dynamic guards and Keontae and bryce sensabaugh to go with an ochag baji you can't help but be excited about what that might turn into so utah was a uh, was the second choice for me it's a great pick. They would have been where I went next. And, you know, I, I would have, I'd like to see them grab some kind of playmaking point guard. You know, I would have liked them to, you know, somehow get Ty Tyus Jones, like end up mm -hmm. with him. Um, and then kind of move on from the Sexton, Jordan Clarkson, and just kind of commit to the young guys. Uh, obviously I still think there's opportunity for them to somehow, you know, get, a, a playmaker and that's kind of what I would look for them to do in the trade market. Flash, 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 flash. I think that would be 
just a, a, a smart move to find somebody who could really facilitate. Cause I think we both think that Keontae has, you know, some more playmaking ability than we thought heading into the year he got to show, but I'm, I don't trust him right now to, you know, make plays each and every possession in an NBA game as a rookie. That's a, asking him a lot. I don't love Sexton as a facilitator, although he's definitely improved throughout the year, but he's a score first guy. Jordan Clarkson, microwave, score first guy. Somebody who can actually make plays each and every possession. I would love to see them get a veteran guy like that to kind of piece it together because they're going to try to compete. For sure. You know, you know the John Collins move, Laurie Markinen turning himself into a, an all-star. Um, so just let's, let's fit some of the pieces together a little bit, but their young guys are just so, so, so fun. I think since Danny Ainge got there, he's put on a master class on how to rebuild and they have a million assets. So, um, obviously, you know, good job by the, uh, the Utah jazz there. Um, I'm going to go, I'm just going to, you know, do it and I'm going to take the Spurs here. Okay. You know, I, I, I definitely didn't want to, you know, go in and take the, uh, the Wemby team first. Uh, but I I actually think that this now is going to be seeing him in an NBA context every single day, instead of just getting a taste with the G league games. I think that this is going to be a lot more fun than scouting him this year. We knew he was going to be the number one pick. So all the scouting we were doing was just be like, all right, this is more of a (laughs) check-in, you know, like we get it. You're still awesome. He's doing crazy stuff like shooting threes and, you know, having put back dunks. But um, I also really like a lot of the Spurs, other young players. Mm -hmm. Like I love Devin Vassell. um, And I think he's could have a breakout year this year. Um, Sohan, is the perfect kind of guy you want in the front court with Vic because he could play either position. He's a great passer and you don't have to worry about his lack of spacing because theoretically Victor could play, you know, on the perimeter as a shooter. Um, I love uh, some of the other young guys that they have um, that we're going to get to see if they can develop. Like I love CD, you know, I think he's going to spend more time in the G league this year. Um, but Branham, Wesley, and then, you know, you got Keldon Johnson. So I, there's a lot of interesting pieces on the Spurs. And obviously, Victor Wembanyama, seeing what he actually does is in his rookie year now. In practice, not in theory. What is this guy going to look like? We called him the best prospect of all time or the best prospect since LeBron. Well, what does that look like now as a rookie? Can he live up to the hype? That I think, you know, is because you rem- if you remember that LeBron game as a rookie, like I almost remember it clear as day and him coming out, breakaway dunk, like, and you were like, oh yeah, all right. <laughs> so he, this guy actually is legit. You know, is Vic going to have that moment in his first game? Um, even, uh, I mean, what is summer league going to be like? Yeah. What is the atmosphere going to be like there for Vic? There, there's so many interesting storylines for him this year. Now that he's actually going to be uh, an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. I, this is a great choice, Corey. Um, that, as you mentioned, obviously the marquee name is going to be Victor Wembanyama. But you look at the team as a whole, a lot of really fun young guys, and also another team like who knows. Right. They may go out and get somebody. They might turn uh, McDermott into a different asset. Um, also, another interesting name, Zach Collins, a guy who kind of oh, yeah. came on, you know, had a career year last season. Healthy, Healthy started taking threes. Uh, I'm just pulling up his stats right now. He actually took 2.3 threes per game last season and shot at 37 uh, percent. Mean, not gigantic Hell volume, it. but still, you know, that's that's not nothing. Um, a, a really interesting guy who, you know really struggled with injuries uh, when he's on the Blazers. But now, you know, he kind of came on last year and he's always been kind of like one of those like quiet, tough guys. Um, You know, he's like really intense face and likes to get physical at times. So having a guy like that with Victor, maybe as a backup or playing next to him, not bad. Um, Yeah. You know, I I just think they're going to be an interesting team. Really excited to see what happens there. Um, And once again, just could be a great spot to add 
you know, a veteran presence type of guy. Maybe they bring someone in to kind of help Victor, maybe not necessarily get them to be like contenders right away, but be a guy who can help really uh, Victor really acclimate to the NBA and learning what it means to be a pro and things like that. Although he's already been a pro, but you know what I mean? Like being an NBA pro and dealing with American media and all that stuff. So um, great choice, man. Really good. All right. Where are you going next with your third pick? Uh, this may be a bit of a controversial pick, but I'm picking them because I I think it's just going to be fun to watch. Uh, I'm going with the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. Um, my reason for going with the Pelicans is this has been the summer of Zion for good and bad reasons, uh, all kinds of reasons. Um, so I think a lot of attention and eyeballs are going to be like, Hey, what does Zion look like now? Um, also, will he be on the team start of the season? I think that'll be interesting to see. Brandon Ingram continues to be a really good player. Um, watching him is always going to be fun. And then you talk about the young guys. Um, last season, Dyson Daniels, good rookie season, I think is only going to get better. Uh, a guy that didn't get to play at all, but I think will be back with the team uh, from injury. EJ Liddell, a guy that we loved mm. uh, in last year's class. Uh, can't wait to see what he looks like. Obviously, coming back from injury, I think there's going to be a bit of a an adjustment, whatever. But hopefully, he comes back healthy and plays his ass off. That'd be really fun to watch. They just drafted Jordan Hawkins with the 14th pick in, in this past draft. And Jordan Hawkins was one of the most electric, exciting players in his whole class. Just a ball of energy, a guy who can really shoot the ball. So, obviously, that's going to be fun. And then, want to throw in a name here that um, that you like. And, uh, you know, I warmed up to towards the end, but uh, Landers Nolly as well from Cincinnati, yeah. they added him as well to their summer league team. So let's see if he can make the team as a shooter. That'd be another interesting option. Obviously, the Pelicans didn't shoot a lot of threes last season, but hopefully that changes right with the implementation of a Jordan Hawkins and maybe even a Nolly. And, you know, they have Trey Murphy there. So I think Love they Trey shoot. Murphy. They, yeah, we love that guy, Corey. I mean, we, you remember when he was in the draft, we freaking loved him. We I think we did a pod on him, right? Um, but we loved Trey Murphy's game. And so uh, he's a guy that I think will continue to get better. And hopefully um, that staff with the Pelicans will agree in them. I, I hope they just kind of open things up a little bit and let those guys take more threes. And I think that'll be beneficial to everybody. Yeah. I don't remember if we did a full on Trey Murphy pod or we had a long Trey Murphy conversation during the Zaire <laughs> Williams pod where we were like, trying to figure out why Zaire Williams, like we were like, we don't get it. Like yeah. just draft Trey Murphy instead. <laughs> he'll do, like, yeah. he'll do all of those things, but like good. Um, and I think that was, you know, the long conversation uh, about him. I'm excited to see if Kyra Lewis can, mm -hmm. you know, come into the fray at all. And I, I still, I think that he had moments in the G league last year. You know, he had that unfortunate injury after his rookie year. Um, where I believe it was a torn ACL and um, they just have so many pieces. I think, you know, Willie green has his work cut out for him and, and figuring out how to manage and develop them. They're definitely a team that I think is going to have to kind of consolidate somehow um, eventually, but the depth, like even if Zion or Brandon Ingram aren't healthy, they, they at least have from a league pass perspective, all of the guys that you broke down, you could at least be like, hey, these guys are fun to watch. So I think that's a uh, a great pick. I actually didn't even have them on my board, um, but it's a great, great, great pick. All right. Um, for my next pick, I'm going to go with Charlotte. Mm. I, I think, one, anytime you can actually have, you know, LaMelo Ball and you're ranking you know, teams that are going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think that there's an argument that he's got to be a guy that you have to consider near the top. He's uh, obviously just uh, insanely, insanely fun to watch. So we start there. They got the number two pick in the draft in Brandon Miller, who is a, an awesome um, guy to play alongside LaMelo Ball. 51% open catch and shoot threes. I think that he is going to be um, a guy that can contribute that at, at the very least right away. Really fun playmaking ability. Um, outside of those two obvious guys, 
I think their draft was really fun. You know, we weren't the biggest Nick Smith Jr. fans. They got him at the end of the first round. I think he's a good bet. Him and Brandon Miller, they'll have chemistry right away. They played on the same AAU team. Um, He's at least a fun change of pace guy. Maybe Charlotte figures they can get out of Nick Smith what they wanted to get out of James Booknight, and they got that at the back end of the first. That's a good bet. Uh, Amari Bailey, it's a guy you scouted live uh, you know, a good amount this year, and I think he's a guy that I could even foresee winning the James Booknight-Nick Smith Jr. backup battle and finding a way to you know, be on the court. Good size, uh, good skill. Um, so I like that. James Najee in the second round if he comes over and ends up you know playing right away as a backup big man i mean you want him playing next to playmakers like lamello like uh brandon miller guys who could actually find him and play at a a good pace get up and down make use of his use of his athleticism i love that i think bryce mcgallans showed some stuff last year you know he's a a guy that we were like you know, a little iffy on during the pre-draft process because we're like, what is this going to look like if he's not the best player on the team? And I still have some of those same questions, you know, for him. But I think that at the very least, like he showed that he's going to be a scorer, mm-hmm. you know, in the league. And, you know, we'll see if he can add any kind of other ancillary skills. And if he can, he's got good size. He's a good athlete and he can, you know, definitely create his own shot. Mark Williams really came on at the end of the year in a big way and was really impactful and is locked down, you know, that starting center position. Um, and I, I think the length that he LaMelo and Brandon Miller offer together as a trio right away, it's a unbelievable, uh, you know, foundation there. Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, you know, if they're on the court and playing, you know, they're veterans who know how to play They're I don't think they're on the same timeline, but, uh, I think that they'll at least accentuate all the other guys. They're not going to get in the way of anybody's development. Uh, I just think that they're going to be really fun. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, our friend Gregory Castillo in the chat says JT Thor breakout. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I, I just love all the pieces that they added this year as far as entertainment value goes. Yeah. And PJ Washington mentioned, forgot to mention him. Yeah. A lot of great names, a lot of great names on this team. I, I'm right there with you, Corey. I, I, I love the Najee thing with him just being a backup big. Um, if he comes over, I think that would be fantastic. Um, just the, athleticism the length the interior defense that you get with williams and naji is a really nice foundation to have along with all the crazy skill guys that they have um with brandon miller and Lamelo, and, and you know even like scary terry last year like you know a big part of their team and obviously they haven't done a lot of winning but who knows like maybe he plays really well and then he becomes an asset right like someone yeah. that can turn into something else maybe another young piece or another draft pick or whatever it is so um i, I think once again scary terry interesting option maybe even gordon hayward becomes a guy that contenders look at um you know toward that toward the trade deadline and maybe they take a shot at adding him to their team so i i think this is a great pick Corey, just from the aspect of the young talent that they have and also the potential to add more young talent to this team with some of their veterans you know they're they're I just i you know i god damn it i don't want to throw the knicks around but you know who knows right they <laughs> Now I'm like scaring myself with this idea of like the next training for Gordon Hayward. But, um, you know, there will be teams, contenders that will be looking to add those types of veterans like a Scary Terry or a Gordon Hayward. And so that's an intriguing, you know, little wrinkle to that team as well. So good pick, man. Yeah. All right. Shout out to everybody that is in the chat rocking with us. We appreciate everybody watching live if you haven't yet hit the like button and uh share this thing so and and comment uh all of your favorite league pass teams all right uh we have the seventh pick you're on the clock who are you taking with your next pick all right the next team that i'm taking is uh i mean i think i I don't think this will shock anybody but i'm taking the detroit pistons Mm. um like this one just because want to see what happens with Asar Thompson? Obviously, he was of the Thompson twins that we preferred. Uh, we liked him over Amen. Not that we didn't like Amen or 
maybe I was the one who didn't like Amen to most people, but <laughs> um, really intriguing to see what happens. Obviously, Cade Cunningham uh, was out last season, so to see him coming back with the Moses beard um, is going to be really interesting. He looks I think pretty that was, rough. I think that was photoshopped. To be okay, fair. I, I <laughs> hope so. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got got <laughs> terrible in some of those photos. Um, but um, no, really excited to see uh, Cade Cunningham, a, a guy that I still love, um, guy that I think is going to be an incredible player. Jaden Ivy in year two, yeah. uh, Jalen Duran continuing to develop. Um, a lot of interest. I mean, I mean Beef Stew, um, James Wiseman. We'll I see. still have I still yeah. have property on Wiseman Island. Same. And I think you should because he's still freaking young. He's going to be 22 next season. So no reason to give up so early. Um, I, I just like this team and, I, and I'm excited to see all. They also picked up one of, you know, our guys and Marcus Sasser. Yes. Really excited to see Marcus Sasser as like a backup guard. And maybe he replaces uh, the Killian Hayes minutes. Um, and, and I'd be excited by that because Marcus Sasser can shoot the shit out of the ball, is going to play really hard, good passer, uh, going to be physical on defense. I would love that. So um, a lot of intriguing options on this team. Obviously, the name to watch in terms of like potential move would be like a Boyan Bogdanovich. Obviously, play, playoff teams are going to be sniffing around trying to see if you know they can maybe grab him who, you know, I think he's still young enough to be. He's what, 34 now. So he could still contribute to a team, a playoff contender somewhere. So. Um, yeah, I think the Pistons are going to be a really fun team to watch with, you know, the trajectory of their young guys and how they're developing. Just so much athleticism. Yeah. You know, like, um, and I just, I, I love the Asar fit. Like, even if Cam Whitmore didn't have the, the the medical concerns, I just thought that if you were going to go for wing athlete, he was the guy, he just fit so much better because he has that connectivity as a passer right. that I feel like they really needed from that position instead of like another downhill, you know, athlete with a questionable jumper. Um, now Asar has a questionable jumper and he is a downhill athlete, but like I buy the form. I think him and him, Jaden Ivy, uh, as athletes on the wing for Cade is going to be absolutely electric. I, I love Jalen Duran. I just let, they have so much athleticism. Um, I still like Wiseman. I just, this team I think is going to be weird. They need to figure out some stuff, yeah. uh, as, as far as the front court goes, because Bagley, Wiseman, Duran, Beef Stew is just like a bunch of log jam, repetitive, like skills. It just, you know, let's trade for some kind of, uh, you know, shooting threat. I know Cam Johnson is somebody they've been linked to as somebody yeah. they'll throw a bag at. And I would like that. I, I think that, that would, you know, that would really help their, their spacing. And I think, uh, Cade is going to shoot it better this year. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully he's healthy. Obviously a lot depends on that. So, um, yeah, the, the Pistons are a, uh, great selection here. Uh, they're going to be a lot of fun. You can make an argument that they're the type of team that is, you know, going to shoot up these rankings, um, pretty quick, mm -hmm. pretty quick. All right. Uh, my, next team all right i'm gonna go with houston okay yeah uh i don't know if they're gonna be good here <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if uh saying that is uh <laughs> controversial at all uh i think that there's a lot of stuff that they need to figure out and in you know, I know that they have a lot of money to spend in free agency. And I think that, you know, that's going to show us and tell us a lot on what this team looks like. And maybe they they are going to be better because they don't have as much incentive to lose. They're in a similar situation to the Bulls this year where their pick is top four protected or it goes to OKC. Not that this draft is, you know, the draft that you want to absolutely tank just so you can keep a, a top four pick in this draft necessarily. So yeah. I, I think that they're going to try to be a little bit more competitive. Um, I don't love how the pieces fit, though, before free agency. Obviously, like one of you would figure one of our men or Cam are going to probably come off the bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, who knows what's going to like, are they going to just cut Kevin Porter Jr.? Are they going to keep him? I guess they don't really have it. They don't need to get off his contract. Like, you know, he's because they have so much cap space already. Um, he's obviously talented, but like he likes to dribble a lot. So 
obviously that's a, a thing that is going to be hard for them. Ime's got his work cut out for him as far as the offense. Like they just have a bunch of guys that need the ball in their hands. So like the pieces just are, are going to really be awkward to fit in. But I think, you know, I wonder like, is Cam going to beat out Tari Eason for minutes? I don't like maybe, maybe like Cam falling to the 20th pick. I know it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. He's a, a top, whatever talent, but like, all right, well now he's the 20th pick and we don't have to worry about hypotheticals. Like, there's not as much reason to invest in him and needing him to work out as like there will be with Amen. So I would imagine that Amen is going to start. Cam will be coming off the bench. But that's going to be weird with Amen as like the small forward in this scenario because now he's playing off ball, right? So, but the athleticism when Amen, Jalen Green, Cam are all on the floor together, it is going to be, I don't know, all time. Yeah. Has there ever been a one, two, three as athletic as those guys on the floor at the same time? Like they're going to be insane uh, in transition. You add Tari, you know, playing him as a four in, in those scenarios. Crazy. <laughs> right. Um, now, you know, the, the other concerns, like obviously Shangun is super, super, super fun to watch. Um, Jabari, I still think is going to be good. He didn't shoot it well last year, but I, you know, he's going to be a good shooter. He, his, form is pretty pure and he had some moments last year he was a super young super young rookie mm-hmm. but both of those guys are kind of one-ish position players like Jabari's mm-hmm. kind of a pure four like yeah. yeah he could guard up but like you don't want him doing it that often and Shengun mm-hmm. is kind of not mobile enough to consistently you know be a four and you, you kind of want him to play center so it makes you know things a, a little cramped in the front court and here's my Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green, though, is going to take a leap. And I think people are shitting on him, and it's not yeah. fair. Yes. Because I think every every time we get, like, a really great shooting guard prospect, and they're just, like, kind of inefficient bucket getters their first couple of years in the league, we're like, oh, this guy sucks. He's a loser. Until, like, you finally put a good team around him. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I guess he's not a loser anymore. Like, we saw it with Devin Booker. Uh, we saw it with Anthony Edwards. We saw it with, like, even Zach Levine. Like, all of these guys, like, they get into better situations. And now you're like, oh, I guess they actually have some qualities to them where <laughs> they're winning players a little bit more often. They just have to get in the right scenario. And this is a tough rocket scenario. But, uh, you know, I do think that it's going to be ugly at first. And, you know, I think we forget, like, Ime is not, uh, he's not going to be able to just you know, wave his magic wand and fix everything right away. Even that Celtics team took ha- half the year to buy in to what he was selling. Like right. that was a rough Celtics team to watch that first half of the year. And that was with mature veteran guys. You know, these are young players, you know, we don't know how fast they'll, you know, buy into this, <laughs> this thing. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do in free agency, but like at the very least they might suck, but they're going to have moments where they're really, really fun to watch. Corey, I could not, I literally could not agree with you more about the Jalen Green stuff. Um, people can throw around like, oh, you know, he played on a dumpster fire. He didn't play on a dumpster fire. He played on Chernobyl. Like that was an absolute <laughs> nightmare of a team that he played on for his two first seasons. And, you know, this team is, it's a really, really young team, Corey. Some of the names that you mentioned already, but also you, you also have Ty Ty Washington. You know, a guy that was yeah. in last year's draft. They still have Garuba, you know, like this is a yeah. crazy, crazy young team. Josh Christopher, your guy. Oh, um, I love Josh Christopher. Yeah, Great freaking, call. See, exactly. Like this team, they have all these young guys and you wonder, well, why were they not good last year? Well, I mean, look at the youth. I mean, kids suck. Like, I mean, people have to realize kids, yeah. kids do man dumb league. things. Exactly. You know, it takes time. I, I think that Jalen Green point and the, 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 you connecting him to Devin Booker was a great one because I can easily see that with Jalen Green. Like I, I would not be shocked if he was on a team playing in the finals in five years. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it, it is going to happen, but if it happened, would you be shocked? Hell no. Not at all. Like not at he all. has that much ability as a scorer and as an athlete. And once you start putting things together and he starts playing defense on a more consistent level, then you're like, Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. And so I, look, this team, Corey, we're going to have to see what they do, who they end up adding. Um, 
I think what you said about Tari Eason is really important too. Tari Eason, an unbelievable rebounder defender. I think he's going to be a great asset. I, I just feel like eventually, like you said, the fit with the bigs might become a little weird and maybe they, you know, turn a couple of them into like a true, true center, you know, like a Mark Williams type or, you know, like a, you know, Mitchell Robinson type or whatever, because, you know, some of their, their bigs are a little undersized a little bit, you mm. know, like Shangun's like six, nine, six, 10 group is like six, eight, um, you know, Jabari 610. So adding like a real big guy would be great. I think eventually down the line, but also this team, they shouldn't be rushing to do anything. You know, they just mm -hmm. added these rookies. They still have all these young players. I, I think they should keep playing. I think he coming in with, you know, hit him being like a little bit of a, a tougher guy on his players. I think we'll keep the team accountable. Uh, we'll have them on a set path of development. I'm with you, man. That, that's a great pick. And Let's see what happens. I think they just kind of have to roll the ball out there and see kind of how things go. Yeah, 100%. All right, what direction are you going next? This is my last pick, right? So This is your last pick. I kind of wavered. I had three teams that I was looking at, and then I ended up just going with this team because they took my favorite guy in the draft. There it is. Uh, you know, Franz Wagner, a guy that we both – I'm <laughs> taking the magic here. Um, we loved Franz, and then he just went and was like, hey, you guys liked me? Well – Look at what I can do. And he just exploded in the NBA and he's been fantastic. Um, Paolo Boncaro last season, great rookie season. Did he shoot it efficiently? No, but that's okay. He's young and he played on a not so great team. So I'm not even a tiny bit worried about him. Uh, they still have Markel Fultz who played really well uh, down the stretch at the end of the season. Yep. We're going to have to see what they do with some of these guys because I don't feel like Cole Anthony really fits on this team anymore um, because I think they're not willing to give up on Jalen Suggs yet. Um, they have a Caleb Houston who, you know, in college was a really good shooter and maybe, you know, he continues to work on his game and he just becomes an absolute sniper for that team. Um, Gary Harris shot the ball really well last year, but I don't know if he's what what's going to happen there with him. Um, Jonathan Isaac can't stay healthy. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah. And then they just had the draft that they just had Anthony black. We love Anthony black and they took him at number six. He's going to be a rock solid defender, playmaker, a guy who is going to have to continue to work on his jump shot. People may say that, you know, he might conflict a little bit with Markel Fultz. So what you can bring Anthony black off the bench and have him be your sixth man, your third guard. No problem. You know, he's a rookie. Go ahead. Um, Jed Howard, I, I've hated some of the stuff that I've seen on Jade How <laughs> Jed Howard on the internet. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that he was injured last season. Um, I love that their GM came out right after the draft. and was like, people don't realize how hurt Jed Howard was. And Corey, that's something that we've heard, not just from him, but we've also heard from players that know him, you know, off the record, they've told us that he really struggled with that injury. So um, I am a huge believer, obviously, in Jed Howard. But even if he's not electric in year one, I think there's an, there's a clear path for him to become a really good NBA player. And then you start getting excited about the potential of a Franz and a Boncaro and a Jet and a maybe a Jalen Suggs. And he just kind of plays that defensive guard role. And then what happens at point guard? And then with Anthony Black, like the length and uh, size and versatility of that team will be interesting to see. And then they have all these centers that they got to figure out as well. So, well, not as many anymore, <laughs> but still they've got bull bull and Isaac and whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wendell Carter too. Wendell Carter. Yeah. I mean, a lot of pieces, a lot of stuff to figure out, but a, a lot of fun pieces. Um, I, I don't think if we're, you know, trying to, finish our puzzle. If all the pieces are fitting together, I think, you know, maybe with some of these guys, like I think taking Anthony black, who I have no problem with them taking, cause I absolutely love him, but I, you know, it's going to be hard to play him and Markel in the backcourt together. Um, you know, they really do need some shooting and obviously jet provides that, but you know, obviously if one of jet or, uh, black are going to have to come off the bench, if Markel, Wendell, Paulo, Franz are your starters, and that's assuming, you know, that either of them start when, you know, maybe Jalen Suggs does take a leap this year and, you know, because he showed some some stuff. So uh, whatever it is, it's going to be weird. I don't necessarily know if all of it's going to work together, but you have your two franchise guys. Yep. You're hoping that you at least got your third in one of these two guys and possibly your third and fourth. Um, I really think Jed is going to be important here for, for what he can bring uh, to this team that 
just absolutely loves the Michigan pipeline. Uh, I think that's something that we have to consider in our uh, picks for the magic going forward, considering how many <laughs> Michigan guys they have <laughs> on the team now. But um, I also think that they have some moves to make. And if they want to take a leap at, at a certain point, I think at the trade deadline, they have an opportunity to package some guys and, and kind of make a more like all in move for, for somebody to, you know, kind of help, these young guys take that next step. They're going to be really, really interesting to watch going forward. Um, so I'm excited. Let's hope that just like, just bring the jerseys back. Yeah. Like just, just bring the nineties jerseys back, man. Like it's, everyone's going to be happy about it. You're going to win so much goodwill. And I don't want to see like, you know, orange jerseys, right? Like I don't need to I, just give me, the classics. Yeah. That's all I want to see. All right. For my last pick. Um, and I don't think that they have like the most intriguing young talent, but I'm going to take like as a whole, but I'm gonna take the Portland trailblazers okay. uh, because regardless of what happens with Dame, I can't wait to see scoot on the floor. Obviously he is electric and he is in a, you know, one of the best young players or prospects in the league. I absolutely love Shaden sharp. I can't wait to watch sharp and scoot running side by side. It's going to be amazing out on the wings. I love Anthony Simons. I don't, if they keep Dame, I don't think Anthony Simons is long for the team. And I think they'll get something pretty good for him. Cause he's really talented. Um, Chris Murray. I've gotten to watch two years in a row uh, at the college level in person. And he's, I guess kind of boring to the naked eye, but he's also like, if you appreciate basketball, he just does so many fun little things where every time I watch him, like what he's just always in the right spot. Like the ball, like the, he's getting a rebound. The ball's just f- finding its way to him. Right. Like he's just, he's never going to do anything flashy. He's like Keegan, but he's going to be effective. I don't think he's going to be as good as Keegan is, but I think that, you know, being a role player on this team, he's going to be able to step in as an older guy, whether rebuild or competing. And that'll be really fun. Um, I I kind of like um, Jabari Walker, you know, as like a, a wingy guy. We'll see. Sure. I don't know if how many minutes he'll get, but I, I ran repair. I think he's going to spend some time probably with the uh, the Rip City remix, the the new G League team that the the Blazers just announced, which will be fun. Um, so obviously they're still in that weird limbo with Dame, and if they do trade Dame, they're going to get some exciting pieces to add too, and they immediately could shoot to the top of this list. And you could argue that even with just Dame uh, or with just Scoot and Sharp, they should have been up there regardless. So uh, they're going to be my final pick. And uh, pretty pretty excited to finally see Scoot on an NBA floor and uh, with actual NBA players and a little bit more spacing. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, Great pick, man. Great pick. Um they're going to be a really interesting team to watch in terms of trades. Obviously, I mean, we don't even need to get into the Dame stuff. Who, no one on planet Earth seems to know what Dame wants and whether he wants to be in Portland or he wants to go elsewhere. Dame himself probably doesn't know uh, what they end up doing with Jeremy Grant. Whether they bring him back or not will be interesting. I feel like the Nurkic experience has kind of run its, you know, it's run its course, and I yeah. think they're going to have to figure something out there. Um, Obviously, Cam Reddish was a guy that they traded for, but uh, don't know if he's a part of their future. Um, we'll see, man. I, I think it's a great pick simply because of Scoot, but also Simons. And um, I we liked Chris Murray, man. Like a lot yeah. of people didn't want to talk about Chris Murray, but we talked about him and we said how we really liked his game and we felt like he was a baller and just like a high IQ guy who can shoot the ball and um, score 20 points per game in college. Like not everyone does that you know, regardless of fit and whatever, like it's still good production that he showed last season and a big jump after his brother left. So I'm with you, man. Good pick. All right. And well, that's going to do it for our, uh, our draft for the most exciting league pass teams. Thank you to everybody in the chat that is rocking with us. Everybody watching live. If you are still here rocking with us, hit the thumbs up for the draft deck NBA draft show and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the no ceilings NBA YouTube channel. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, make sure you give a five star review. That would be dope. That would help us a lot as we prepare and head into the 2024 NBA draft cycle. Uh, we have summer league coming up. We got some more stuff that we're excited about, you know, coming up that we'll, 
be doing throughout the summer. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a sad time that the draft is over, but the fun thing about the draft is as soon as one ends, another cycle begins. So with that said, Albert, tell the people where they could find you on the World Wide web. Uh, you can find me at Alberto Gim uh, on Twitter. You can find me at GTGNBA on Instagram. Um, yeah, Corey, before we go, just the 23 class was a wild one. And I had so much fun covering that uh, with you. And I'm excited for this 24 class, man. I don't know what it's going to look like. And everyone wants to hate on it, but you never know. We don't know, know until they start playing and what happens. And some of these second year guys and third year guys may make a huge jump. And maybe some of these guys in the G League Ignite that people aren't super high on, maybe something clicks with them. We never know. We never, we never know. know. So I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And it's, you know, this is going to be like if you're into scouting, right? Like this is what you do. It's easy to get Victor right. It's easy to be like, yeah, Scoot's awesome now this is where it gets exciting because I think this is a year in which we don't know who's going to be the number one pick and your people are going to be able to, you know, pick their guy and go to bat for their guy. And it's, this is when the work really begins in drafts like this. So um, you can find me at Corey Tulliba on Twitter, NBA draft dude on the other socials. And uh, again, head to no ceilings, for written work. We'll be, still coming at you with written work throughout the summer. Uh, maybe not every day as per usual, but definitely um, still a good amount. So subscribe. It's free. Get it d- delivered directly to your inbox until next time. We are out. Peace. Peace.